Hey everybody, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck, and I am so excited to be here with you. But just to let you in on it, I'm not alone. Uh, Marlon is here with me on camera. Tracy, my assistant, is running everything else, at least in this part. Uh, by the way, Chris is in another room. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, I need to get the word out last time because I didn't make it clear. I talked about, you know, the whole idea of finding that special someone, and I called out Marlon, and I guess he's already got a special someone. And I I, I sh I'm like, oh my gosh, no one told me that Marla ha Marlon has a special someone. So Marlon, hey, uh, yeah. So, yeah, kind of fun. Tracy still does it. So... There's a man out there about to be blessed. So uh, anyway, uh, what's up with Pastor Chuck as we're having fun today? Um, what I want to talk to you about, though, I think could be very meaningful for you. So, hey, lean in on this. Um, we know that depression and anxiety are actually at an all-time high. That was pre-COVID. Prior to COVID setting in, prior to this hitting us and, and, and putting us in a very real COVID crisis, a coronavirus crisis, an economic crisis, um, what happened is we already saw that depression was up, anxiety was up, suicidal ideation was at an all-time high, and we saw that affecting a lot of different generations that had never affected before. So uh, 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 children uh, uh, or teenagers between 10 and 18 higher than ever. Uh, the, those in their 20s, those in their 30s, higher than ever. Um, and so we know that's been a problem. Since COVID set in, it's gotten worse. So I talked about this in one of the weekend messages. Uh, my friend, Dr. Paul Alexander, uh, said this, that depression and anxiety are up 70% since the pandemic began. Now, we believe that knowing there's a problem is one thing, but you also want to understand there can be a solution. So why did I even have Dr. Paul Alexander come in, who's actually the president of Hope University, uh, but is also a licensed uh, psychologist, and he and I went to school together. And, and Dr. Alexander's amazing, man. He's, he's really, really good at what he does. Um, I asked if he would come and meet with our staff and do something called soul care. And then the more I thought about it, it's just so good. I can't have it just stay with our staff. So uh, I want to give a shout out to Dr. Alexander of Hope University, actually Hope International University. And I want to share with you at least some highlights and things you could do to take care of your soul during a season like this. Uh, so you may be um, I'm battling some depression or or uh, more intense depression, and I don't want to take away from the need for a counselor then. Uh, it may be anxiety is an issue, or, or in my case, my case, I, I would say it's actually almost always in the back of my mind. Uh, I, I'm not afraid, I'm not worried, but there's a, like this feeling that things could fall apart. Um, and uh, I think about that a lot. Not a lot. Actually, that's not true. Like I said, it's in the back of my mind, but it's there. So how do I get rid of that and not have that there anymore? And uh, maybe it's, it is, you know, some other things you're dealing with. But self-care, soul care is something God wants you to do. God wants you to be able to take care of yourself and, 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 and protect your mental health. And just like you want to protect your physical health, you also want to protect your mental health. So I want to just share some things with you uh, that I think that we could, we could really do to, to work through this based on, again, I'm crediting uh, Dr. Paul Alexander, who said these kind of things. So let me give you some highlights and some takeaways to make your life better. 
Uh, number one, he said this, admit that things are bad. If things are bad, admit it. Now, if a few of you out there are going, hey, things aren't bad. Actually, things are pretty good. Well, you're blessed. But remind you of something. You're blessed to be a blessing. So if that's you, you already ought to be saying, I need to bless other people. But for those who are dealing with something that's not good, it's not wrong. It's not a lack of faith to admit things are bad. And to be honest and do an assessment of where you're at. Uh, You want to be careful to keep things in perspective. You want to get other people's input. Uh, If you're single, uh, I want to tell you something. Make sure you have friends to talk with and bounce this off with who, uh, who can, who can really listen to how you're, you're feeling and what you're experiencing. Uh, um, if you are married, hopefully you can talk with your spouse. Uh, some of you uh, might need to go to your mom or dad, by the way, I'm not just saying someone who's younger. Uh, there really is something powerful about going to someone from the next generation up. Um, one time Pam and I bought a condominium. It was actually the first uh, piece of real estate we ever bought, uh, in our life in the Southern California area anyway. And, uh, then the housing market tanked. And I remember I, I was sitting with my grandmother and my grandfather and I, I called them granny and granddad. And, uh, they had been through it all. They'd been through the depression. Uh, by the way, they made good money in real estate, buying and selling. And I looked at Granny and I said, I don't know what to do. We're upside down in this condo. And she, she actually put her hand on my knee and she said, Chuck, she said, hang in there. It's down right now, but it'll come back. The markets have ups. The markets have downs. Don't panic. That's the rule of real estate right now. Don't panic. And not only did we listen to her advice, we ended up making a profit on that condo uh, because we didn't panic. We didn't dive out of it. We didn't carry debt away. And so uh, it's good to hear from somebody else. But admit it's bad and make sure and get to some people you can talk it through with. Then what else uh, Dr. Alexander says you need to do is this. You need to build an energy map. Build an energy map. Now, what is he saying? Uh, Number one, answer this question. Where do you get your energy from? Uh, Who are the energy givers in the COVID vortex? I I like that question. Who do you get energy from? So matter of fact, you might want to hit pause right now if you can and write that question down. Who do you get energy from? So when you have your best day, why is that your best day? When you have your best moment, why is that, that your best moment? Who's that person, that favorite person in your life? When you see them or know you're going to see them, right away it lifts your spirits. And uh, what are the things work-related that you love right now? So answer those questions. What makes your best day your best day? What makes your best moment your best moment? And who are some favorite people in your life? Uh, without a doubt, my number one favorite person's Pam. Uh, whenever I know I get to see Pam, I am super excited, which is really cool because when I wake up in the morning, <laughs> that's it's because it's my wife, if you didn't know. Okay, so so Pam gives me energy. Like, I look forward to going home tonight and seeing Pam. Uh, by the way, my assistant, Tracy, I, I right away told her she's an energy giver, not an energy drainer. Uh, and so uh, I have some people on staff that, are not. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Marlon, should we give names? No, I'm kidding. 
Okay, we're not going to do that. But are there are there uh, uh, people in your life, though, that lift your spirit and work-related things? What are the things you love at work? So uh, that would be uh, what you should do is, is you want to build. You want to actually uh, uh, build an energy map. And so you answer question number one, where do you get your energy? Question number two, where do you lose energy? What are the energy grabbers? What are the energy drainers in your life? Uh, what are the situations that you you walk away from and they just deplete you? Uh, what are the tasks that you're facing and it just zaps you to either know they're coming or you have to do them? Are there people who drain your energy? Are there people who ain't drain your energy? And 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 maybe why? Why is that true for them uh, or for you with them? And then are there just other things going on right now that drain your energy? Um, so here's what I want you to do. I, I want you to do that. Uh, when I built my list, I began to realize there are some things that that lift my energy and there are some things that drain my energy. Uh, when I see people in our church acting in ways that honor Christ, I am on cloud nine. And when I see moments where they're doing the opposite, uh, I that gets to me. Um, it really does. Uh, it could just, I could be having the best day ever when I see that occur. It just goes to nothing. Um, and so I need to be aware of that. So what is it that causes you to get energy? Number one, what causes you to lose energy? Number two. And then he said this, I love this. What are the trap doors? Uh, you know, a trap door is that thing that opens up and you go falling down. Things that make you spiral out of that good moment that take away that joy. Uh, what are yours? Uh, and he said this, here's some things that he's found. Dr. Alexander's who I'm quoting. Uh, it might be news reports. The news can be something that spirals you into a negative state. Some of you right now, let me ask you a question. Are you really mad and angry and you get that anger from watching the news? <laughs> I know the answer for some of you are yes, and I could give names, not going to, but I, I, I watch it get to some of you, okay? Uh, what is it a place of, this is a big one, extended ambiguity. Now, I talked about that in the sermon this past weekend, but extended means going on for a prolonged period of time. Ambiguity means it's ambiguous and not clear. Whenever there's a lack of clarity, it, it, it produces a degree of insecurity. Uh, whenever there's a lack of clarity, it produces a degree of insecurity. If it's extended ambiguity with lack of clarity, it will produce a lot of insecurity. So are you living in that state? Uh, and by the way, we are. It's called the state of California. <laughs> You guys, okay, you guys like that one. We're we're living in that state, the state of California. You know why? We have this tier system that makes no sense. If you live outside of here, it makes no sense. And they said we we're moving from one tier to the next, but now they're threatening to put us back in another tier. But they're not going to do it uh, yet. They're not going to do it yet. So they were going to tell us Tuesday they'll do it. Well, as for last I heard, they didn't. And of course, we're in extended ambiguity because they can't make up their mind based on science. Uh, okay, that was my rant. News reports can drain you. <laughs> Extended ambiguity. Job stress and job fear can be a trap door that spirals you down. Um, clearly relational stress. Uh, and I'm watching a lot of people struggle with relationships during this season. Um, another thing might be your own, listen to this one, 
diminished personal significance and relevance. Um, you feel like, do I really matter? Does my life have purpose and meaning? Um, and that's a trap door that can take away all your joy, which is, by the way, uh, kind of a, 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 a I'm going to give a, a shameful plug, but it's not really a shameful plug. Um, I just got to say this. That's one reason I'm so big on having you get involved in the church where you can touch people's lives and realize your significance. You've got a spirit. If you're a Christian, you have a spiritual gift from God. So you need to do that. So right now, there's no reason not to be involved. There's no reason not to be involved. But there is another trap door. Loneliness. Um, God said in Genesis, uh, it is not good for man to be alone. God told you. It was never his will, never his design, never the best. Matter of fact, not even close to the good for you to be alone. It's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for a woman to be alone. And so, uh, you know what? I want to say a lot of people are already feeling lonely. And God doesn't want you to feel lonely. He wants you to feel loved. And he wants you to give love. And he wants you to know uh, what it's like to connect in relationships. Um, in this season, that can be harder. I, I know that uh, for many um, and what I would say is this, it's so important. It's so important. Uh, by the way, one of the things we found in the area of counseling and psychology, which is one of my levels of expertise, is the need for physical touch. Not, not, it needs to be appropriate, but there needs to be physical touch. And so hopefully you have people in your life right now, you can take your mask off, get it? Take your mask off and be safe and can touch. Um, and so try to make sure and get that to happen. Find a way to do it, uh, and you need that. So, but watch out for trap doors that will take you out and, and not get you going in the right way. So then the question is this. What does your map tell you? Uh, when you look at what gives you energy, what does that tell you? When you look at what drains your energy, what, that, what does that tell you? Are there trap doors that you know, man, they'll take it away quickly? What does that tell you? So my friend, Dr. Alexander said, be your own therapist. I would add, go to the wonderful counselor, Jesus. And what should you do? You should ask this question. What do all your energy givers have in common? What do all your energy givers have in common? Uh, what is it that when, you know, like, what is it that makes your best day? And what does that have in common with your favorite person? And what does that have in common with the things you love at work? And, and what is it you have in common? And, and, and so you look for that. And then the second one, what do all your energy grabbers have in common? The things that drain your energy uh, that, that you have in common. Uh, by the way, um, I, I, uh, if you guys, I don't want to get too far off on the Enneagram. I'm a seven, which means I love fun. I love energy. I love activity. Uh, and so when I get around people who are negative and complain, that drains my energy. When I watch news stories that are bad uh, and negative and complaining, that drains my energy. And so I, that's easy for me to see what they have in common. What do your trapdoors have in common? What do they have in common in your life? Um, and then connect the dots, he says. Connect the dots. What does the whole picture mean? Now, let me go ahead and give you a heads up on what it's going to mean. Do you have enough positive people and relationships in your life? And do you have purposeful activity in your life? Because you're going to find a commonality that when you have positive relationships, that will lift you up and carry you through. And when you have purpose, 
that's going to lift you up and carry you through. And do you not have enough of those? So here's the thing. Being your own therapist, are you getting enough of that? And can you balance that out? Uh, can you uh, even more accentuate the positive things that God wants you to have? And so you and I need to do that. Now, so step number one is have, a, you know, have your own energy map and see where you're going. What do you need to do next? You need to take a brutal self-assessment. I think that's interesting that Dr. Alexander puts it that way. Take a brutal self-assessment. What are you doing to get what you want during the crisis? And how's it working for you? I I like that word. How's it working? So what do you do? The brutal self-assessment starts, number one, personally. So your personal self, if you want to jot that down, personally. How are the quality of my relationships with my family, friends, and most of all with the Lord? How am I doing with God? Are God and I in deep connection? Are God and I sharing an intimacy? Um, I always call it intentional intimacy when I may have a quality time with God that I make as a priority every single day. And now I'm calling that soul food. (laughs) Are you eating enough soul food? Are you really good with God? And how is your relationship with other people, family and friends? So personally, what's the quality of your relationship with God and your relationship with others? Two, professionally, what's the level of joy you have at work? What's the level of joy you have at work? So, Tracy, (laughs) how fun is it working with me? Okay, yeah. Okay, super fun. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's that. I always wonder, am I the one who gives Tracy joy or am I the cross she has to bear? You know, but, um, uh, you know, I wonder that for all our staff. Do do they see me coming and go, oh, yeah, or uh uh-oh, you know. uh, But anyway, um, what is the level of joy you have at work? And what is the level of effort you have at work? Uh, By the way, uh, a work that gives you challenge is not a negative. That's a good thing. But a work that that drains you and overstresses you, um, you got to find a way to do something about that. So personally, you look at what your life, professionally look at your life. Oh, you're not going to like this one. Number three, number three, get ready. Some of you will like it. Get ready. Health and fitness. Oh, (laughs) Marlon, where are you at on that? Okay, Marlon said borderline. He's actually in pretty good shape. But uh, but you know what? Uh, we all need to honestly look at our health and fitness, and that says, am I taking care of my body, and how is my diet and exercise? I'll, I'll tell you something so funny, because I'm a little off my exercise program, and our children's pastor, uh, uh, Lauren Janetsky, she is not off her exercise program. And I said, well, during this heat, it's kind of hard to do. And she goes, no, it's not. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to you anymore, but she's exercising, eating right, looking for exercise, uh, things to give vigoration. Uh, and we need to do that. Are you taking care of your body by dieting, by the correct form of diet and exercise? Are you eating, eating the right kinds of foods and, and, and are you exercising? Uh, and so that'd be it now. Now, so number one, personal, number two, professional health and fitness. You can't leave it out. You got to put it in. And this one, mental health. Mental health. Uh, are you managing the stress in your life? Are you being aware of any feelings of depression? I am finding a lot of moms, especially, are having what I would call a COVID depression as they're schooling, homeschooling their children. Uh, and how do you know that's there? Number one, you're tired. And no matter how much sleep, you still seem tired. And you, you can't seem to get your energy level up. 
you're forgetting things. Uh, all of a sudden, it's harder to remember things. And you're not looking forward to things with the same degree of joy you used to. If that's happening, then you need to step back and find ways to, to get help from that. Uh, so it may be just that you can find a way to infuse your own joy in your life. Uh, it could be you need to look at those energy givers versus grabbers. And by the way, it could be counseling. Um, you know what? Having a person come and journey with you through this situation, don't be too slow to get there if you need it. Um, and there are some amazing Christian counselors out there. Are you managing your depression, your anxiety, or any other issues? And are you watching out for your own mental health? That it's just good, that it's loving, that you have a lot of peace, a lot of joy. And then so personal life, you assess that. Your professional life, you assess that. Your mental, uh, your health and fitness, you assess. I almost skipped that one. <laughs> you, you assess that. Your mental health, you assess that. And number five, soul care. Soul care. Uh, Dr. Alexander asked this question of our staff. What are you doing that helps you have balance and renews your soul and your energy? And, and is it working? For me, uh, that is one thing that's working is my time with God every single day. Um, I, I get up in the morning and I'm doing the Isaiah journal like all of you are. Uh, I have uh, the way to get even a little deeper with some tools biblically that I can use. And I'm trying to go even deeper in Isaiah, even though I'm the one who wrote the journal. And uh, I just want to discover God in Isaiah right now. And then I have a plan after that to go into uh, some other books of the Bible and just meet with God and talk with God and check in with God. And we do that. So let me say this, that Dr. Alexander said something I don't want you to miss. You are the only person responsible for your wellness, period. So who's responsible for you doing well and feeling good? It's you. And uh, God has given you the ability to choose joy, choose peace by choosing him. And it's not situational. In James 1, he says, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you fall into various trials, knowing it'll make you better. So here's the thing. God said it's always a choice, and it's your choice. You're responsible. Choose, choose to take responsibility. Uh, remember that you're in charge. The reality is you are in charge of your fitness. You're in charge of your mental health. You're in charge of where you are spiritually. You know why? Because God has promised that he, he will be there if you seek for him. With all your heart, you'll find him. So God's promised that to you. So you know what? Right now, where you are spiritually, how well you're doing with God, how well you're doing with life, it's your choice whether you do it. And you can make it happen. You can make it happen. Uh, and then there's uh, one other thing I'm going to say this that uh, Dr. Alexander said, and that is this. He said, uh, even small intentional changes can make your life better. Uh, in counseling, I, whenever I'm counseling with anybody, I always say that to them. Uh, it would be wonderful how to have a huge leap of progress, but most often it's the small steps that we take in the right direction that have the longest lasting change. And you can build on that. And so what could you do today that would make you a little bit better? What could you do tomorrow to make life a little bit better? What could you do each day, each night to find that moment of joy, uh, to find that time of release, to find that step in taking on your purpose? Make sure and do those things. And uh, then be accountable to somebody for that. Uh, if you're single, all you single people out there, we love you. 
uh, make sure you have other single people in your life that you can talk with about this. And, and, and you, you have an intentional time to lift each other up. Uh, uh, if you're married, you have your spouse. But do you have any other couples? Uh, do you have any other friends? Uh, and, and that you can go to and turn to and, and, and make sure they're encouraging you always in healthy and right ways, but be accountable to somebody. And I would say this, uh, one last thing, write down what you want to do. So every single day, write it down because one of the things we know through research, writing it down makes it real. So I am going to exercise today. I'm going to eat better today. I'm going to not allow the joy grabbers to take over today. I am going to look for joy givers today. I am going to assess myself personally and do the right things, quality things with God today. Write those things down. All right, so I gave you a lot. I gave you a lot, but I know it can make a difference. I know it can make a difference. So right now, I hope that that you would decide to say, I am going to choose to be a better me today and even a better me tomorrow more along with what God has for me because God has a plan for your life Jeremiah 29 says God says I know the plans I have for you says the Lord plans for good and not for evil to give you a future and a hope and it says then you will cry to me and I will answer you and you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart So may you find God by searching for him and for the life he has for you with all your heart. And so we want that for you so much. So anyway, thanks for being on today. I hope it's been helpful. Uh, Matter of fact, I I hope you actually go back and take some notes on this because I, I would love for you to be your own therapist as you check in with the wonderful counselor, Jesus, as he guides you into a better life. God bless you and have a great week.